right there in the Mid-South, in your home, you can be praying. You know, you talk about the, the guy in, in uh, Nigeria who, and we got so many testimonies through the years, I, quote, accidentally tuned in. I don't believe there's accidents with God. When we get to heaven, we're going to find out, well, so-and-so is in heaven now. Why? Well, because maybe you gave some money or maybe because you prayed. I encourage your listeners to pray and find out more about missions and get involved and be praying. For 65 years plus, TWR has been answering the call to reach the world for Christ through media. Now the gospel speaks 275 plus languages in 190 countries thanks to the Lord's work in their ministry at TWR. Can you just imagine that? 275 plus languages and dialects worldwide. 190 countries receiving the message of hope for a potential audience of 4 billion people. This is an incredible story, and I'm always thankful to welcome Gary Whitmore to the show. Gary Whitmore is, I believe, somewhere in Georgia now. Gary, welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. Hey, Byron. It's great to be with you again. Yeah, when we came back to the States, we moved to Florida, and a year ago we moved up to Canton, Georgia, which is just north of the Atlanta area. Well, you began your service with TWR on the island of Bonaire back in 1976. In 78, you moved to Guam and worked there for KTWR, one of the station outreaches for TWR. And then you met and married your beautiful wife, Winnie, and back in 79, where she began her service with TWR that year. Together, you have served on Bonaire, Guam, Hong Kong, and Singapore. And then, of course, 1994, you began your present ministry with TWR here in the U.S. as stewardship director. That keeps you pretty busy, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. And I graduated from Memphis State, and now it's called University of Memphis, as a uh, degree in electrical engineering. And I had two goals in life, to make a lot of money, stay in Memphis for the rest of my life. But as a senior, God grabbed me and said, you've been playing church, I want your entire life. So now, 45 years later, you know the rest of the story. So, uh, And I'm just so thankful that even yesterday, I mean, such opportunities, and I encourage your listeners, and maybe some now saying, oh, I'm just an accountant, I'm just an IT guy, I'm just, uh, you know, on and on and on. And how can God use me? I don't have seminary training. Yes, get seminary training if you can, but so many things that God can use you. Even my high school, junior high and high school hobby of shortwave listening, I was able to use when we were in Hong Kong, made trips into China to monitor the signal from Guam. I was in Tiananmen Square just two weeks before the Tiananmen Square massacre, where the guesstimate two million people were there. I was able to use my childhood hobby for the gospel so that we knew that the signals were clear in China. So, listeners, do what God calls you to do. Yes. Appreciate, Gary, you sharing that, because you know my story. I had, as a young teenage boy, got interest in radio, was doing a local volunteer radio show. And then when I was attending Mid-South Bible College, where you also attended, you would frequently come back during missions conferences, and you would share your excitement for the work of TWR as you were serving. You kind of ignited me to get excited about TWR. Course of events and time, as God sometimes takes those two and mixes them together, he called my wife and I with TWR. We served for three years on the island of Guam back in the mid-1990s and continued to serve a couple of years here in the States representing 
the work of TWR until I came back to work here at Bot Radio Network, but it's been a great ride. Missions is contagious. You've got to share what God's doing. And the reason I'm back in the States now, I was coming on a furlough, and it happened several times where I would meet a pastor, and, and I'd say, I'm Gary Whitmore with TWR. And the pastor would say, oh, you're airline pilot, Transport Airlines, TWA. I said, no, 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 no. But God laid on my heart, Transport Radio is a household name around the world, but not here in the States. People here in the States need to know about the ministry. A little bit over 25 years ago, the door opened for me to come in back here to the States and to share what, what God's doing through the ministry of TDBR, as you said in the beginning, 275 languages plus into 190 countries. The greatest thing anybody can do is to pray. Jesus said when he saw the great harvest, he said he didn't say go. Yes, we're supposed to go, but he told us to pray. So, but how can you pray Unless you pray very, very general, God bless the missionaries, you know, something very, very general. But if you can specifically know what the needs are, then you can be praying, but you've got to know what, what's going on. Oh, you've got to know. That's a good word there, Gary. Well, I want to back up just a second. As you mentioned, you made this transition after 26 years living in Florida to Georgia, and you started living in the basement apartment on the campus of First Baptist Church of Woodstock, Georgia, where Johnny Hunt, of course, now is uh, retired, but pastor of emeritus there at that church. I didn't even know they had a, an apartment on the campus you could live in. It's a mission home. In fact, I had driven several times since my wife, Wendy, has uh, three siblings up here. So I've, I've driven in front of the church several times. Also, I've been in some uh, conferences there regarding unreached people groups. And I saw this house on the front. I said, maybe it's Johnny Hunt's house. And no, he, he probably doesn't live on, on, on the campus itself. But knowing the former missions pastor contacted him when we had uh, one of our missionaries involved with Kurdish in northern North Africa met with the present missions team. And I just said, you know, kind of by faith, do you perhaps have an opening for our missions home? Because we were, have a missions home because we're building a house up here. And again, God's wonderful provision. Again, he's provided so wonderfully for 45 years now. And they just happened to have a spot open. We were in the basement of that little house. When we lived in Hong Kong for a while, we were in a 500-square-foot apartment on the seventh floor of two small boys. So this is kind of like that, but we were by ourselves, just uh, Winnie and I. But shows God's provision once again. So you were joining that tiny house nation everybody likes yes. is talking about now. That's right. Well, That's there, right. there's been some recent health concern for Winnie after having a stroke. How's she doing right now? She's doing very, very well. Uh, December 9, uh, the church we're attending here, they uh, have a, it's called Merrymakers, so it's, you know, uh, older people, and they invited people that we're going to go to the old... Um, Canton Theater. So we wanted to see that. They were going to show two movies, White Christmas and A Wonderful Life. And after the second movie, she couldn't get up. Just sitting watching a couple movies, she had a stroke. It was turned out it was a minor one, but she went from a wheelchair to a walker to a cane. And now she's walking. We've walked like the other day, 35 minutes. So she is amazing how God has made our body, where right now we've also, our youngest granddaughter is just turned one. She's learning how to walk, and Winnie had to learn how to walk again. That side of her 
on, it happened on the right side of her brain. So her left arm, uh, her left uh, leg, she had to start all over again. Brain, please move this arm, move this leg. So I'd say she's at about 90% now, but her brain does get tired. But it could have been much, much worse. Wow. But she's she's doing well. We're going to start traveling again of COVID. We've got our COVID shots. So we're hoping to be able to start traveling, hopefully. And in a couple of weeks, we'll have a, a trip up to Memphis from here in Canton, Georgia. Yeah, I think you're heading up here for the Grace Evangelical Church Missions Conference. Yeah, it's not a conference, but it is a Grace Ventures, which is their missions committee. We They support us. They support uh, several TWR ministries, like into the Middle East and, and so on. And talking about that, uh, Wendy and I were at their last missions conference end of last September. One of the projects they're working on is a refugee camp for people from Sudan that have escaped down into South Sudan. And to see how we can partner, we're now looking to how can we get radios, uh, we Trans Radio has broadcast in the Arabic language into that area, and now we're trying to figure out how can we get radios to distribute to these refugees. So just again, you don't know what's going on until again God continues bringing partnerships together. As you're, you know, hey, is his ministry, and we're just kind of you know hanging on and doing what we can to uh, make it possible. I love Gary the multifaceted ways that TWR responds to the gospel call and the mandate to share the good news in so many ways. And as you mentioned, you've just celebrated 45 years as a TWR missionary. And we've got some other things we want to talk about. Before we do that, though, I want you to, if you would, reflect a little on some of the high points and even some of the low points in the ministry of these past 45 years. I would say uh, one of the lowest points, but also showing God's tremendous provision and grace Um I know Winnie and I have been married now for 41 years, but Winnie's my second wife, my first wife, Barbara Jane Wallace. In fact, when I was at Memphis State, I told you that I God got a hold of me. We were dating. She broke up with me, and that she was going to Mid-South Bible College. That was such a shock in my life. That night in my bed, I said, God, my entire life is yours. Later, got married when she saw, hey, you did mean business for God, and joined Transworld Radio which went to Bonaire. Nine months later, we had our first son, David, and complications um, in childbirth. Uh, Jane went home to be with the Lord the day before Thanksgiving, uh, 1976. So that was a tremendous, uh, difficult time. Two things you can do when something happens in your life. You say, God, I hate you get out of my life, or say, God, I don't know why this has happened, but help me. And that's what he did. And um, then the Trans Radio um, asked David and I, they'd opened the, up the station on Guam, asked would I be willing to go out with this one-year-old child to Guam, operate the transmitters. I did. And then uh, through, <laughs> through Wendy's my mail-order bride, somebody had gone down to Bonaire who was the friend of her mother's, Heard about what had happened with me and, and my wife and David. We're out on Guam now. She was sitting by Winnie at a, in Florida at a uh, bridal shower for another lady. and said, I heard about this guy. He's raising his little son out on Guam. Would you be willing to write him? 
when he had been praying six months for a Christian husband or a ministry. So then we started corresponding. That was before eHarmony. That was before <laughs> email, before Facebook. I say it was God Harmony because we started corresponding and then also came back to the States, did not have peace about it. It was very, very, very difficult to hop on the plane, go back out to Guam. But during that time of waiting, confirmed in Wendy's heart, hey, she's just not wanting to marry this, I'll say, tall, dark, handsome guy. So I'm, I'm even willing to become a missionary without Gary. I wrote two of our broadcasters out on, you mentioned KTWR, the shortwave station into Asia, but as you know, uh, KTWG was the local station. I wrote two of our broadcaster saying, here's the situation. What should I do? I think I was looking for an excuse to say no, but they both wrote back and said, we see no reason why you shouldn't. So I was running out of excuses, uh, wrote Winnie a, a long letter. And uh, then about two months later, we were married. And now <laughs> 40, more, almost 42 years later. So those were very difficult times, very incredible times. Also, like living in Hong Kong for eight years, moving from Guam, 100,000 people to Hong Kong, four, in those days, four million people, a concrete jungle, very difficult. But knowing and hearing what was going on in our ministry that we were deeply involved into China and throughout Asia, it was you know, well worth it. Gary, what you said about hearing what goes on, I know that's part of the fuel which encourages those who work with TWR and any in the ministry when they hear responses back, like this listener from Sri Lanka that says, the Word of God has touched my heart. Tears come to my eyes whenever I listen to your program. Your program reminds me the love God has for me. That love increases every time when I listen. Or this listener from Nigeria who says, Boko Haram has destroyed what I have. They burned down my house. I left with nothing in my hands, but one day I turned to your program and it encouraged me. Now I'm considering earthly things as nothing. My heart is now on things to come. Each time I turn on the radio, God speaks to me. I mean, these are some of the encouraging words that you get letters from listeners all over the world. And I think the, the amazing thing, we were talking about prayer earlier, your listeners now are saying, okay, well, I'm in the Mid-South area how can I reach into Nigeria? How can I reach into Afghanistan? How can I reach into North Korea? I'm here in the Mid-South. People can pray. Hey, if God's calling you to, to go somewhere, go. But right there in the Mid-South, in your home, you can be praying. You know, you talk about the, the guy in, in uh, Nigeria who, and we got so many testimonies through the years, I, quote, accidentally tuned in. I don't believe there's accidents with God. When we get to heaven, we're going to find out, well, so-and-so is in heaven now. Why? Well, because maybe you gave some money or maybe because you prayed. I encourage your listeners to pray and find out more about missions and get involved and be praying. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. <laughs> yes, it will be. Well, Gary, I know that the work, as you mentioned, 65-plus years with TWR, the work on the island of Guam began back in 1977. You were back there during those early days. That's when it began spreading a blanket of the gospel by radio across the vast continent of Asia. And 43 years later, 
the 10 towers that support the vast array of broadcast antennas, which, by the way, you've climbed those towers before. I've seen pictures of you doing that. Uh, (laughs) These towers, uh, after 43 years, are in serious need of upgrades. Regular painting and maintenance that they've been doing can no longer protect the bolts and the braces that are rusted through the salty Pacific Ocean air. Of course, Guam lies in that typhoon alley, and the Pacific typhoon winds can reach 200 miles per hour. I was in one of those typhoons, super powerful typhoons, when we were on Guam called Typhoon Paca, which reached 200-plus mile-an-hour winds. So I've experienced that. But this is a ministry that is reaching North Korea. It's reaching India. It's reaching China and many other countries in Asia. So this Guam Antenna Restoration Project is so crucial and so important for the gospel. Oh, it's very, very important. Um, these antennas, usually you think of an antenna as just a, a tower sticking up. Now, there are, I think, eight towers, and they hold up a football-sized vertical, as, as it's called, a curtain antenna. And if you want to look at something, in, say, in the dark, you have a flashlight. You don't just light a match. You want to see something in the corner you get a flashlight and it beams the light into the corner and you can see what's over there. These antennas beam the signal, not everywhere. They beam where you want the signal to go. Is it to North Korea? They send it in that direction. Is it to India? Another direction to Indonesia, a different direction. These antennas, it's great that the antennas are close to all that salt water because it helps to reflect the signal instead of being just absorbed. But, uh, somebody gave me the illustration. I haven't lived up north, but up north, I understand, you know, there's a lot of ice and they put salt on uh, to, to melt the ice and all that salt water gets onto the car. And all, that's why you see a lot of rusty old cars up north. Same way with these antennas. You try to protect them. And after 40 years, um, those antennas and parts and bolts and so on have become extremely rusty. They're, they're, they're working on replacing all the cross beams uh, to to keep these antennas going. And be praying right now, have your listener be praying that you mentioned the typhoons. Also, we were there when they had an 8.2 in the Richter scale earthquake. These antennas, if, if a 100-mile-per-hour wind comes through or an earthquake like that, they're going to come down. And we're going to be off the air to China and to North Korea probably for could be months because we had to put all that back back together. So I'll be praying that uh, God will protect the storm. Now, it's interesting, Byron, I think you get my email update, and I think it was two years ago, I heard one of these storms are heading towards Guam, and I saw the uh, the weather station had a track where it's going to go in three days right over the south part of Guam where the antennas are. I sent out my email update, and people started praying, and the storm... In fact, when I do my presentation, I show this, telling how people can can pray. They show that the next uh, tracking, three days later, the storm stopped, went around Guam. All the weather people said, that's impossible. (laughs) (laughs) It's not normal conditions, but when people pray and God moves, storms can go around Wait, Gary, is this the same God who parted the Red Sea? I think it is. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that is a beautiful story. Guam Antenna Restoration Project is happening right now, listening friends. So we encourage you, of course, to be in prayer for this, but also to give financially. It's a greatly appreciated. Whatever amount you're able to do, Gary, what's the best way to make a contribution to this project? 
Probably the best way to do is to get onto the uh, TWR website, which is TWR, like Trans World Radio, TWR.org. And you can click, I think, up near the top of that homepage is Donate. You can look at various projects, and the Guam Antenna Restoration would be one of those. Another thing I want to talk about, Gary, is the TWR360, which is now in 100 languages, publishing almost 600 ministry programs from about 200 partners in 50-plus languages for people around the world. We're talking about using technology, you know, in a great way here. Yeah, and I'm thankful, again, uh, being with TBR for 45 years. 45 years ago, it was radio and tape recorders. That's what I started repairing. There's no tape recorders anywhere now, but I'm thankful the leadership of TWR. Now, radio in Afghanistan, many parts of the world, is still how you're going to reach many, many people. But I'm thankful that the leadership of TWR didn't say, well, we're going to do radio until, because radio is part of our name, until you know there's no more listeners. We're doing radio. We're doing the internet. We're doing this TBR360 you're mentioning, which is on the internet, or if you've got a smartphone, go to your app store and download TWR360. And interesting, when we lived in Florida, every, I think, a Sunday morning, right before we'd go to church, I'd go to the convenience store, grab a paper. Everybody there were Bengali from India. They spoke Bengali, of course, English, but then they spoke Bengali. I was able to print out and if you go to the TWR360.org site, you can print out, maybe there's a people in your area, is it Spanish or whatever, but I, w- I was able to give them a TWR360 Bengali card. All they had was just Bengali. On one side, it said, need hope. Other side is a QR code. They click on that, and they have TWR360, the Jesus film, and all the radio programs right there on their smartphone. Now, one thing that has amazed me is talking to our leader for the Middle East. He stated that, of course, Byron, you've been in radio for a long time, so we've, we've always said, tune in tomorrow or tune in next week for more. We still say that, but they also say, you want to learn more, go to TDBR 360. I found out also that each of our Arabic programs to North Africa and the Middle East have their own website. Also, the women's ministry, Women of Hope in Arabic, listen to this, 500,000 followers. Oh, praise God for women that. Of hope, <laughs> uh, women of Hope. So here in the Middle East, where you don't think, well, you know, the women are considered as important as men, they have 500,000, half a million followers on the Facebook page for women on TWR. Wow, Gary. So, <laughs> not just, that's why we changed our, our official name is still Transworld Radio, but we've changed it to TWR because we're, we're more than radio. It's the TWR 360, TWR Motion, where we're partnering with... Can we stop there a second? I mean, 84.5% of people considered unreached by the gospel live in countries where they are actively engaging with YouTube and other social media platforms. That's where this TWR motion, computer graphics, Bible storytelling comes into place. Very much so. And it's, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, we talked earlier about people's interest and hobbies and so on, or I'm just an accountant or whatever. Our grandson, Ethan, he's 14, and he's getting involved in all this kind of stuff. And who would think 
that somebody using computer graphics, you don't put two and two together and say, oh, that's a gospel outreach. But it is. And that's what people are looking for. And it's, so it is amazing. God didn't, he wasn't surprised when radio popped up. In fact, I could share more about how even the ionosphere, the radiation belt around the earth, has allowed for radio to get into countries where it couldn't otherwise. God didn't is not taken by surprise by radio or the internet or whatever. Yes, and in such the case, the way of righteousness, a key program that's reaching Muslims right now. Again, how can various ministries partner? And the way of righteousness was started by a missionary, not a Tibera missionary in Senegal. And the tribe he was reaching had come to Christ, and they were growing. But then they said, "How about this?" Muslim group. How about that one? How about that one? So he worked on and developed, because Muslims believe the prophets. Many of them, of course, I understand for the Quran to be, quote, inspired, it's got to be Arabic. So most Muslims do not speak or understand Arabic. Maybe they even quoted a lot of the Quran in Arabic, but they don't know what it said. But they know what the prophets are. So the way of righteousness is a program, it's 100 programs that, starting from creation and Genesis all the way up through, the first 60 of the 100 programs are in the Old Testament. Okay, what did these prophets, what did Isaiah say, what did Jeremiah, who was he talking about? They know these names, but they don't know what they said because they don't know Arabic. So the way of righteousness we have in, I think it's 35 languages, hoping to move up to over 50 languages, and basically they go through what each of the prophets say, point them to Jesus, and then the next 40 uh, of the 100 stories programs are in the New Testament. And so it's been very, very effective because you're starting where they are and letting them know what the Scripture actually says. Gary, this is great. I'll tell you, we have to say goodbye. Our time has gone away. We have so much to talk about. God bless you for what you are doing for Christ's kingdom through the ministry of TWR and have faithfully done for these 45-plus years now. And the 65-plus years that TWR has been answering that call to reach the world for Christ through media. It's our pleasure, Gary, to have you on the show today. It's great to be here, and God bless you, Byron, and it's an honor to serve the Lord, that's for sure. Friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Please go to the website, twr.org. That's twr.org. Thanks for listening. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.